0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, and reindeer who are glad they can't fly this time of year, it's Thursday at 3 o'clock and you know what that means, it's tea with BBP. Hello, everybody, out there in Listening Land. I'm your host, BBP, aka Bill Van Patten, the diva, as Walter likes to call me, of (laughs) (laughs) SLA. Here we are live from East Lansing, Michigan. Yay! It's, it's the, the end. Of, it's the end of the semester. With me are my partners in crime, Walter and Angelica. Walter Hopkins, Angelica Ramirez. Say hi to everybody out there. Hello,
1: everybody.
2: Herzlich willkommen an diesem wunderschönen Donnerstag.
1: How do you say
0: how do you say in German? Thank God, it's the end of the semester.
2: Zum Glück ist das Semesterende hier.
0: Yeah, and Semesterende here. Isn't that great? I love that. I love that. How do you say that in Spanish, Walter? Semesterende here. Go tell everybody how you say that in Spanish.
1: Gracias a Dios said did we say? <laughs> semestre. Yeah, temi the
0: semester. That's right. <laughs> I forget
2: what he it's said. It's been that kind of a
0: day. Huh? <laughs> that sure has. Yeah. Okay, you all Dieu out, you you all out there can tell what what <laughs> kind of mood we're in. This is our last show of the semester. Can you believe it? The last show of the year. Yeah, well, don't say the year because people think that there's a the calendar, calendar year and there's an academic year. The calendar of The, the calendar, calendar year. year, but not the academic year. It's the last show no, that's too bad. of the semester. Yeah, so just to let you all know, we will be back on January 7th, which I'll remind you of later. But I thought I'd throw it out that this is our last show this semester, so you, you better call in, get your two cents in, your 15 minutes of airtime fame, because you won't be able to do it until minutes. January.
2: Oh, that's, that's a lot.
0: I know. Well, yeah, we want you know, to, you know, we want to give our peep some time, you know. There you go. Walter, what are you doing? You got y'all you have to have to see Walter's playing with something on the table I'm here. not. I just took the cap off my water bottle to take a sip and the
1: cap kind of Don't
0: drink too much so. water cuz then you have to excuse yourself and go to the bathroom in the middle of the show and we don't have yeah, no, that. Yeah, that would happen. be good. You talk all the time anyway, what's the difference? Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> talk all the time. <laughs> you got a man you got a man or a person the uh, the, the the computer there.
1: I am. Yes, indeed.
0: So, uh, I think I asked you all this last time, um, but the answer Walter said was no. I don't remember what Angelica said. Have you gotten your shopping, holiday shopping done? Did you? Did you, Walter, go out and do anything yet? Because I'm still waiting for my present. No, I haven't. (laughs) I seriously (laughs) haven't been out shopping once. (laughs) It's not the
2: time yet to give you presents. Oh, wow. Not yet.
0: That's right. Actually, January 6th is the time you're supposed to give presents, not not December 25th. So, I'm one of the traditionalists. You know, if you're going to give presents, it should be on January 6th when the kings come. Dia de los Reyes, as we say in Spanish. That's right. That works. Yeah, because okay. that's the traditional 12-day Christmas, right? That's right. That's right. So that's if you right. don't get
1: anything from me for
0: Christmas, then you'll know that you <laughs> <laughs> it's coming afterwards. I have a feeling I know what I'm going to get for you for, for, for Christmas. Actually, we don't celebrate Christmas in my house, so that's all right. Because just me and my dog anyway, so what the heck. Oh, gosh, it's going to be a long (laughs) two weeks, let me tell you, a long two weeks. Well, we have a new topic this week. Our topic this week is motivation, everybody out there. Now, this was suggested by one of our callers um, who wanted to talk about motivation. And I actually suggested I turned what the caller had written into us to the question of, is it our job to motivate students? And I think that's a really good question because I think that's the one that a lot of instructors are concerned about. Um, And we'll get later on, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the topic to to get into it, but I just wanted to throw it out there so that we're going to be talking about motivation today. So if you want to get in on this conversation, you're going to call us at 517-884-4321. Again, that's 517-884-4321. Dustin, as you know, our hottie-abled muscle man is going to be on the phone lines waiting for your call. You don't call him, he's going to call you. He's our able-bodied hot muscle man. What did I say? <laughs> wow. He said hottie able. or <laughs> no, something. I think he said hottie able. Hottie-abled? <laughs> what? Well, I don't know where the adjectives go when you have that many adjectives <laughs> in Oh, front. yeah, that's
2: true. That's
1: true.
0: Y'all know, I just love Dustin. He's a great guy. He's a really good guy. You need to, if you don't know Dustin out there in the audience, you need to meet him. If you were at ACFL, you met him, he's, you know what a great guy he is. Oh. Okay, if you don't call us at 517-884-4321, which you should, you can tweet us, right? At T with BBP. Or you can send an email to Walter at twithbvp at gmail.com. He's got the computer in front of him with it open to our Gmail account. But again, we just like to hear from you. Not enough people call us. I don't know what the problem is. Last is week like, we had lots of oh callers. It's yeah. just, I know, I know. This is a call-in talk show. If you don't call in, um, you know, like I said last time, this would be a tweet-in show. We're not a tweet-in show. No, we're a call-in show. And we want to have interaction with you. So get your fingers out of, out of the jar of Pringles and uh, get onto the phone and, and, and dial us. Okay, we want to hear your questions as well as your comments, reactions, and thoughts on this topic. I'm sure everybody has something to say about motivation, right? Everybody has something to say about that. So grab your cup of tea and join us. Um, and last week, we had nobody call in with my <gasps> favorite kind Indeed. of tea. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten so about that. So that yeah. is a recurring question this week. So those of you out there who call in, the first person who calls in and says what my favorite kind of tea is... Will win a prize.
2: What's the prize?
0: I am not going to say what the prize is mm. until the person calls okay. in um, and guesses my kind of. Can empty. we guess? And and if you if you guess how I like the tea, even more, you get a bigger prize. How's wow! That? All right. Um, don't forget. Our, and Speaking of calling in and taking a quiz, don't forget our SLA mm-hmm. challenge quiz. Some lucky call in person can take a stab at our um, SLA challenge quiz and win a wonderful tea with BVP prize. Um, last week, what did we give, who called in last week? It was Terry, right? Wasn't Terry call in? She got a copy of, um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, what did she get a copy Key of? Terms Key and Terms and Second Language Acquisition that I wrote with uh, Alessandro Benatti. Um, by the way, we got some new swag coming in for the spring. I've contacted some people, and they're sending us some things that we can give away on the air. Isn't that nice. great?
2: Nice, awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. So today we got, we got two prizes to give out. We've got a book to give out and a back scratcher, so we're going to duplicate Mikey's prize from a couple weeks ago. So whoever calls in and gets two answers correct it gets a back scratcher. If, if that person gets three answers correct, then that person will get the back scratcher and the book, which I will nice. announce what the book is in a minute. So uh, tell your friends and colleagues to call in. Um, I think we got a caller already calling in. So that person, what that person's gonna do as soon as he gets off the phone with me in a little while, is going to get somebody else to call in because we want people to talk to us. Again, our topic <laughs> for today is is it our job to motivate <laughs> students? Um, and um, and talk about motivation more generally. Because whenever you talk about motivation, do, do you have a definition for motivation, Angelica?
2: Oh, God, I'm not prepared for that. Motivation. How about
0: you, Walter? Do you have one?
2: How do you define that?
1: Defining motivation, uh, I would say... I
0: mean, you don't have to. It's a rhetorical question because I don't expect you to have one. Well, Well, I'm trying to think. Because I'm not sure scholars have a definition for motivation. It's a really complex thing to think about. Think about it. The
2: drive to do something?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it. The reason I asked you that question is precisely because I did a little bit of reading on it this week just to bone up. I'm not an expert on motivation and second language acquisition, but I want to do a little reading on it. And it's a, it's a complex issue with lots of sub-questions and sub-topics and embedded issues and constructs and so on. I mean, we can ask our, the question of what is motivation? What does motivation do in second language acquisition, if anything? What role does it play? How does it affect acquisition? And, um, I mean, it should be obvious to all of us, right? If there's no motivation, there's no language acquisition, there's no, that's no different from anything in life, right? W- Walter, what you, are, you're obviously not motivated to go shopping. That's right. <laughs> so you haven't gone shopping. You have no motivation to go shopping, right? Well,
1: the end of the semester is upon us, so I'm sure the shopping will take place soon enough. Right, but
0: so, but you recur- at this, up to now, you have not been That's motivated. Correct. Right? So things in life don't happen unless we get motivated. Angela, what was the last thing that you were motivated to do?
2: Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I second that
0: remark. <laughs> sleep kind of. Oh, I'm, well, I'm always motivated to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Uh, But, you know, but this question always confounds me when I look at it from a second language teaching perspective, because let's look at the teacher's preoccupation with motivating students. I'm going to challenge people out there to call in and argue with me on this. Why are we so concerned about motivating students? Call me and tell me why you think we should be concerned about that. So let's look at other disciplines. Let's look at chemistry for a minute. When was the last time any of you talked to chemistry teachers or chemistry professors and, and ask them, how do you motivate your students? <laughs> they would look at you and go, what do I care about motivation? I'm, well, I'm guessing they would say mm-hmm. that. I think most would probably yeah. say that. That's not my, it's not my job um, to motivate students, right? Or you talk to composition and rhetoric teachers, like you go to uh, uh, the writing center here, or the people who run the um, rhetoric and comp division, and you ask them, what about motivation in your students' writing? And they'll look at us and go, well, what about it, right? Um, I think if you look at other areas inside secondary and, and university contexts, and even you know other K through six, for example, um, people don't think about motivation the way L two teachers do. There's it, it, like it, Walter goes with me every summer to AATSP. We also go to ACFL, Angelica goes to Actfall. We're going to go to Central States this spring, right? There's always people giving papers about um um uh, motivation and how to motivate your students right isn't that a typical topic you see on the program absolutely yeah Yeah. exactly right so we're so good but you wouldn't find that at a chemistry conference or the ml or anything else so um anyway so um i've actually given a paper called motivating
1: students and achieving communicative goals so yeah Hmm. (laughs) I'm,
0: i'm gonna throw this little thing out i think we do we have a call coming in let me look in the booth there for a minute do we have a call coming in I can't quite tell. Um, Dustin's talking to someone on the phone. They're taking some information out there. I think we have a call coming in already. But I'm going to throw this little tidbit out there and kind of whet. Notice how I put that. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> nice. I'm going nice. to whet your appetite. Not wet, I'm going to whet your appetite. And um, tell you that, um, that I think this, 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 this thing with motivation is a piece of the Atlas complex that language teachers have. Hmm. And Can you explain um, the Atlas Complex for our I listeners? am, but I'm going to do that later. Okay. I'm going to do that later. Um, because I'm sure a lot, a lot of people don't understand what the Atlas Complex is in, in teaching. Um, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that that's part of the issue that we're dealing with today is the Atlas Complex in language teaching. Okay. Um, we have a call um, from, it looks like from Montana, is it? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, um, yeah. we're seeing on our screen. We have a big screen here that tells us somebody's calling. We have Marley and Brooke on the phone. Is that correct? Is Marley and Brooke on the phone?
3: Yeah, this is, um, my name is Kristen, I am a Spanish teacher at uh, a school in Montana, in Bozeman, and um, I have two students, yeah, Bozeman.
0: I want to, you have to invite um, me there, Kristen, you have to invite me there on a dinosaur (laughs) dig, I want to go on a dinosaur dig. Oh, I
3: would love to invite you, that would be amazing.
0: I'll come this summer and go on a dinosaur dig, can we do one in Spanish together?
3: Oh, yeah.
0: We can dig up a, 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 yeah, we can dig up a dinosaur and speak Spanish at the same time, how's that sound? (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah, it's obvious.
4: (laughs)
0: Okay, so um, so you are there, and you said you had yep. students with you. What's going on? Why you got? Yep. Your, why are you putting your class on the phone? You're like trying to get out of, getting getting out of doing your activities today. Is that it?
3: <laughs> no, I I just love your show. And um, oh, your sweetheart. Th- we always struggle with motivation as teachers, and it's a hot topic for students, you know. And I put it to them. I said, it's up to you. We can come up with questions, and they. Came up with some pretty good ones, I think. So, and they're in seventh grade, so it'll be cool to hear your thoughts on on their their questions.
0: Well, I'll well see if we have any thoughts. I'm gonna I might pass this off to Walter, but we'll see. We'll see. Walter's okay. taught seventh graders before. For, Gaddis, for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cause, that's cause, Walter taught
1: seventh graders for many years. She's yeah. 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 no
3: volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you got that right.
1: Woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't All say right, it. Well,
3: here is Marley. She is a seventh grade student. Here Woo-hoo! she is.
0: Hey Marley, you there? You to to the Hello. <laughs> uh, the
5: student should be motivated.
0: To wait, 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 hang, wait! wait, wait, one second. Is this Marley?
5: Yeah.
0: Hey. Hi Marley. Marley Hi Marley. How are you?
1: Welcome Hi. to Tea with BVP. How are you doing
0: today? Good. How are you? We're good. We're excited that you're calling in. We're excited that your teacher's allowing you to do this. This is yeah, great. Yeah, we are
5: excited too.
0: Do you have a pretty cool teacher? It sounds like it.
5: Yeah, she's awesome.
0: You're famous now. You're going to have to put on Facebook that, hey, I was on Tea with BVP.
5: <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound that exciting, does it? But go ahead. Okay, so what do you <laughs> want to talk about? What, do you have a question or a comment for us? or what? I
5: have a comment to make. Um, I think that the student should be motivated to acquire the language that they're learning. Do you agree? Do you agree with me?
0: That they should be motivated, yeah. Not just should they have to be motivated, because as we said earlier, you probably weren't listening when we were doing all our rambling at the top of the show. We like to like you know ramble for a while before we get into the topic. Um, But I actually said that it's like a lot of things in life. Without motivation, there's no language acquisition, right? And so if students aren't motivated, then they're not going to learn Spanish or French or German or Swahili or Japanese or anything else. They're they're being exposed to I mean you can learn some things right Um, but again and motivation is a tricky topic um, which I hope we get into I hope people ask the right questions and make the right comments today because we're all talking about motivation like we all know what it really is Um, and so and maybe you can tell me from a student perspective what you think motivation is Um,
5: I Um, I think motivation is like trying to (laughs) Um, like just motivating your student basically by just making it fun to learn the language and making it like interesting, engaging. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. 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 We said this last week, Marley. I'm glad you said that. You're you're a smart seventh grader. There is that maybe the issue isn't so much motivation, but if we're not having fun in our classes as teachers and our students having aren't having fun with us, then there's not going to be much acquisition of language going on, is there? Because people won't be engaged. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I want to call that motivation. I just want to call that having fun and having a good time yeah. together, right? Yeah. So, Marley, let me ask you a question. This is Walter talking
1: to you. Uh, what motivated you to decide to take Spanish?
5: Um, well, I guess I just really wanted to learn the language because there's a lot of places around the world that speak this language. And I feel that if I went to these different places and I knew the language, then it would be a lot more interesting because mm. you could communi- communicate with the people that live there.
1: So do you think that you would learn Spanish even if you didn't have a fun, cool teacher like the one you have?
5: Mm. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: answer, Marley. Good yeah, well answer. <laughs> Good brownie points for your teacher on that one. Good for you. <laughs> Are you by yourself, Marley? or Because it looked like somebody else was going to talk to us, too.
5: I'm with the whole entire
0: class. <laughs> oh, okay. Because somebody said that Brooke was going to talk. Is there a Brooke standing there next to you? Brooke? Yeah. Is Brooke gonna talk to us as well, or just yeah? We're, ha- we're happy to talk to you. Don't get me wrong, but we want to make sure that Brooke gets her time, and she wants to talk to us too. So. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> They're <Man>. seventh <laughs> graders. Okay, the seventh graders have broken into the sugar cookies. <laughs> I can tell. Okay, I'll let you talk to him now. All right. Thanks. Thanks.
6: Mm-hmm, here's Brooke. I'm right. <laughs> I'm Brooks. <laughs>
1: Hello. Hello?
3: Hey. Hey.
1: Okay. I'm Go ahead there, Brooke.
6: <laughs> okay, this is my question. Uh, did teachers motivate you to learn a language? And how did they motivate you if
0: they did? Mm. Ooh. That's um, a good question. That is a good question. Um okay. Um, first of all, confession up front, I grew up with two languages, so one of them doesn't count because I wasn't motivated. I would well, I guess I wasn't motivated, I probably would have just starved at my grandmother's house if I didn't speak Spanish. But um yeah. So but I learned French. Oh, yeah. I learned French as a second language. And I was partially motivated simply because I, th- I thought French was going to be cool. It turned out it wasn't, but I thought it was going to be cool. But I, w- I, but I did I did I did mean French isn't cool? No, my teachers didn't make it cool is what oh, I'm saying. So I'm getting, I'm getting to Brooke's questions. My teachers didn't make it cool. Uh, I actually personally now think French is very cool. Um, but my teacher didn't make it cool, so I'm speaking directly to Brooke's point, is how, how teachers can impact how you feel about something. Um, but I did have one French teacher in particular who made French so much fun. Um, and I actually had a dream about her one time. I dreamed about, I, was, I dreamed, well, my first dream in French ever. Um, I, I regressed back to this beginning French class when she was talking about bonbon and chocolat. And I just had this vivid dream about her doing this thing in class because I just love this teacher so much. So, I, And I guess, I guess, Brooke, you could say that she motivated me. She was part of my motivation to keep going with French. Otherwise, I mean, because I did have some teachers along the way who, quite frankly, like I said, didn't make French cool anymore. And I had to get over that hump and, and find the coolness in French again, which I did eventually. I wound up with an MA in Romance Linguistics, and the rest is history. I've been to Quebec. I've been to Paris. So um, anyway... Um, so, yeah, I've had some teachers motivate me. But, again, I think it's because they made it enjoyable. They made it engaging. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything purposeful there. I think, you know, this is where we – how much of this is about personality? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. You know. You know?
1: So – I'd like to hear from Angelica. I don't know. Your English learning experience, <laughs> was it motivating? <laughs> it, because this was in a different country, right? So. Yeah. So I wonder if there's this conversation about in other countries, like in Germany, for example, learning English, do – do, do you expect your teachers? Did you expect your teachers to motivate you, or were they motivating when you were taking language in Germany, learning English?
2: Well, no, I don't know. I mean, I started in fifth grade, right? You don't you don't think about motivation as a as right. a fifth grader, and now they start in kindergarten. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you don't think about that. Um, I mean, there were reasons why I liked English, mm-hmm. and then it was just part of the curriculum, and you just learned it, and you know, I was good at it, so I liked it, so I, I didn't mind doing more.
0: Um, Brooke, are you still on the phone? Yep. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you just heard uh, Angelica and me talk about this kind of thing with our experiences. Is, is it your experience that again that you're finding that not just in in Spanish, but maybe in other classes, it's teachers that motivate you to want to do well in what you're doing?
6: Yeah, they they help sometimes. It depends <laughs> on the class. Like, I like to play sports, so if feel like involves sports or like stuff with outdoors and like helps me like learn and stuff. So, <laughs> like. Yeah.
0: like what kind of sports do you like
6: I like baseball football and basketball
0: okay well I like I like I like I like baseball Montana so if I came to Montana and I coached your baseball team in Spanish you'd find that pretty cool huh yeah it would be alright cool. uh, uh, well there you go I might have to come and do that sometime talk about motivation right you could actually take baseball in Spanish yeah i love that that'd be awesome there you go alright anybody else in your class want to say hi to us or talk to us before we go yeah.
6: Yeah, I think there's one more question. Okay,
0: we'll take one more question.
3: So this is um Kristen again, and here is my student, Karen. She's also in the seventh grade. Okay, Karen. Abby.
5: Abby. Hi. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen.
0: How, how are Karen? you? Good. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Do me one little favor, please.
5: Pardon? I can't hear you.
7: I was. Gonna, that's, <laughs> why I'm, that's why I'm going to have
0: you do me one little favor. Could you tell your classmates to quiet down just a little bit while you talk so we can hear you better?
3: Of course. You guys, you said shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I could tell that it was coming. Thank Karen, <laughs> Karen, you just became my favorite seventh grader in the whole world. I <laughs> second that. Thank one. you. You are now my favorite seventh grader in the whole world. <laughs> okay, Karen. So, I what did you wanna? What did you wanna, okay. s- <laughs> what did you wanna say? What you? So here's question? my
3: question. Okay. What accurately describes motivation in the context of language acquisition?
0: Say say that again, I'm sorry.
3: Okay, what accurately describes motivation in the context of language acquisition?
0: You are asking... You need to go to graduate school and get a degree in language acquisition. You are asking the most important question um, to be asked during this hour is what the heck is motivation? We don't know what motivation is. We have no definition for it. That's a really good question. I mean, it's some underlying drive to do something, right? Um, but scholars have disagreed over the years, not disagreed, but have developed very complex <laughs> ideas about about motivation and where it comes from, its it sources and, and how it interacts with what we do. And macro, what, was, what are called macro levels of motivation, so motivation that exists at the level of society, for example, like w- which we'll talk about later this hour. I hope you all stay tuned. Um, but then the micro levels of motivation, like in any given moment, Karen, for example, like right now, are you motivated? At, at what is it? Uh, one twenty two in in Bozeman. At one twenty two in your Spanish class, are you yeah. motivated to be paying attention at that point in time? I mean, so their their motivation is this big ball of wax that we're not quite sure what it is. Um, so I'm not trying to skirt an answer to your question. I'm just trying to tell you that it's it's uh, it's not something I can define like other. I can I can define input for you. I can define communication. I can give you a definition for. Language and the nature of language, I can define other kinds of things, but motivation is one of those ones that's really, really hard to define in any concrete terms. What,
3: in your opinion, is motivation in language learning?
0: Yeah, I heard you. And I'm telling you, I am telling you in my opinion, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Well, what do you think? What motivates you?
3: Um, let's see. My family motivates me. My friends. um, My personal goals. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Anything to the smallest blade of grass. Just it each has its own meaning and symbol in my in my viewpoint.
0: Right. And, and, what, and what you're underscoring for us, you're just echoing what I just said, which is motivation is this complex thing that we don't really know what it is. It comes from lots of different factors and it varies from individual to individual, from situation to situation. And you, as I said, Karen, in, in your class right now can be motivated one way and to a certain degree, but then tomorrow at the same time, in the same context, be motivated differently or, or unmotivated um, so, mm-hmm. it it's motivation is one of those shifting constructs. It's really it's really hard to pin down. It really really is. Yeah. So.
5: I agree.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wish it were easy. Like we could give you, we could give you a dollar for every new word you learn and could use, and that would be a great motivation, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 All right. You want to put your teacher back on so we could say goodbye to Kristen?
5: All right.
0: Thanks so oh, much. Thanks, Karen. Karen. Thanks,
5: Karen. Thank you so much. Hi. Do you have
0: Do you have time for more or no? Um, we have one more. If you here. Have, you have one more question. Yeah, I'm getting the signal. Yeah, we have time for one more. We have time for one more before we go on. Yeah.
3: Okay. He, this is um, the lovely Abby. Abby, and she is um, has a good question for you. Also in seventh grade. Here she is. Okay. Abby, are you there?
0: I think they're passing the phone. Abby, you're there. Hello? Is this Abby? Yes. Hey, Abby. How are you today?
5: Good.
0: You're enjoying yourself? What? Are you enjoying yourself? Yes. How does it feel to be talking on the phone to a radio show?
3: Excuse
5: me. What did you say?
0: Said so how, how does it feel to be talking on the phone to a radio show? Have you ever done that before?
5: Um... No, but it sounds cool. Oh well, good.
0: Well, <laughs> well you know what you can do later um, on. We we record. You know, we record. So later on, you can go online and listen to the to yourself, and you can listen to us talking to your friends too. So. Okay. All right. So what, Abby? What uh What is it you want to talk about? Um, here, one
3: second. Uh, so my question is, do you think you motivate your own students, and if so, how?
0: Ah, okay. Th- we're back to that question of of what I think is enjoyability. I don't, I don't think it's my job to motivate students, but I think my students are motivated partly by me um, because of who and what I am and the way I run my classes and, and because our classes are just pretty much fun. And so, and I think it's that if students look forward to coming to class because it's gonna be an interesting, if not engaging and fun time. Um, with a sense of achievement afterwards too, so it's not just it's all fun and games. It's actually there's a sense of achievement, and so I think I motivate my students not on purpose, but indirectly because of who I am and and how my and what my classes look like. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Walter or Angelica? Do you have anything to add there? I, I mean, I would I would say
1: about the same thing in terms of I think that uh, students are motivated because of the because they are. Having an, an enjoyable time, but it's also because they're they're being able to see success and achieve goals. So,
5: um, can I ask one more one question for you?
0: Oh, you should be a reporter, Abby. <laughs> you're doing the you're doing the famous follow up question now. <laughs> Good for you. Look, go ahead.
3: Um, how do you think you accidentally um like motivate your students? Like you're not like doing it on purpose, but how do you think you do? Is it because like the environment or
0: Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's the environment because there's there's two words that my students use both, you know, either when I don't teach Spanish the way I used to be because I I teach other classes now. But when I taught Spanish and when I teach my regular classes, other classes now, I get two consistent things Um, is that class is fun to attend and that it's fast paced and never boring. And those two things that are, are consistent in what people say about me. And I think that's probably how I motivate students. Th- that makes them want to come because they know the time is going to go by quickly, that they're never going to be bored, that what we're doing is interesting, and that I'm just a fun person. I make them laugh, and they make each other laugh, and I allow for an environment by which people get to be themselves. And so that creates an atmosphere in which people like being there. And he's kind of
1: funny-looking, too, Evy. Yeah, kinda, so. I don't look like a volleyball, but, you know, I... I <laughs>
0: so okay so
3: i have some friends here that want to say hi so one of them is brayden one of them is izzy caleb and natty and here you go
4: say hi 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 everybody, hi,
0: everybody. Hi, hey everybody <laughs> 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 hi. all right put your teacher on so we can say goodbye to your teacher
3: okay thank you thank you abby Bye, thanks Thank you for listening to our uh, lovely friends. Hey, Kristen. Thank you so
0: much. You have a great time there. you you got some good things planned for them for the rest of their hour?
3: They're they're done, actually. We just finished up with you, so we spent most of the time voting and deciding on what to ask and who was going to ask what, and yeah, and then now we're done.
0: Well, great. Great. Well, that's good. Well, you have a great rest of the day, um, and so when you say you're done, are you breaking for the holidays already, or are you just breaking for the day?
3: No, we're done um, tomorrow. Tomorrow's okay, so you're just day, breaking for today then. Okay. Yeah, you your radio show helped me to motivate them actually because they a few of them don't you know they you know they get frustrated with. I use a lot of repetition. I, I'm a big um, TPRS fan, and um, mm-hmm. they get frustrated with it. <laughs> it's hard for me to make it engaging and um and compelling. So I um you know in middle school there's a lot of um, feelings of. You know, apathy. So mm-hmm. I, I try to combat it by trying to get to know them. And uh, it works some days and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, you yeah. know.
7: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And that's no uh, n- no offense to the people we just talked to, but that's part of the age group you're dealing with, too. I mean, you know. That's just, it yeah, is. It is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, you and
3: they're a unique group, for sure. They have they some great questions, I thought. So. Well, anyway. I personally
0: think that the the, the students we talked to today were lovely. They were delightful yep. students. And Good. We, thank and you. We appreciate Agreed. we appreciate you opening the doors and showing other people out there how they can have their class call in as well, not just them. So that was great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. Okay. So, and I'll be. You guys spe- have a lovely holiday. Thank you. Thank you, you too. too.
0: I'll, be, I'll be expecting an email from you sometime about that dinosaur dig. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I'm on it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. T with right. BVP at okay. gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. All right. You Bye. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you so much. Mm-hmm. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. What a what a great group of students. That was yeah. fun. That was absolutely fun. We um, <laughs> want you all to shut up. <laughs> Karen, poor, Karen is going to be. I can just well, see. Well, I mean, her. she
2: nailed it. I can just
0: see her as a mom, a mom someday. That's going to be great. Um, and uh, before we take our next caller, I just want to read something real quick from this this um, book. Um, this I, th- I want to read something from this book. That uh, is a book on what's called Individual Differences by um, Zoltan Dernier. Um, And he has a whole chapter in here on motivation. And he's talking at this one point about a particular kind of motivation called uh, Cognitive Situated Motivation. And uh, I I just – I hate to read on the air, but I just have to read this one thing because it's related to some of the things the students are asking. Um, and he's reviewing this or talking about this one study by Nikola that was published in 2001 uh, about Hungarian language learners. And so I'll just read this and then people can react to it and we'll take our next call. Um, but here's what Journier says. Uh, this is on page 75 for those of you who are looking this up in his 2005 book. He says, analyzing unsuccessful Hungarian language learners, Nikolov 2001 found that although her participants typically shared positive attitudes toward knowing foreign languages, and thus they would have been traditionally labeled as being integratively motivated, the main reasons for their lack of success in the L2 concern their perceptions of the classroom practices they had been exposed to. As she summarized, and here he quotes her, the most problematic areas relate to classroom methodology in general and assessment, focus on form and rote learning in particular. Thus, for these learners, situation specific motives overrode the positive attitudes toward the L2. So, you know, so there's research out there that talks about some of the things we're talking about today, um, which is no surprise that how teachers can impact and the practices we have can impact on whether students like being in our classes or not, right? Mm-hmm. There, done, said. Okay, we have another call in line. Is this Lizette? Is there Lizette yes, on the phone? Yes, is. is this the famous Lizette?
7: Yes, absolutely. Second time caller. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember. This is Lizette who, uh, don't you have a slight crush on Walter? <laughs>
7: You know, I think that's been misrepresented. <laughs>
0: oh. All I remember is you grabbing him by the face and, and planting a nice little kiss on his cheek. I remember that. It was very nice. Was, Poor I,
7: Walter. No. He's,
0: he's, Lizette, I at least
1: have my voice back now so I can defend myself here, but... You,
7: there you go. there you go. You different. know, what we do, what we did at Axel stays at Axel, right?
0: <laughs> Not with me. I broadcast it all over the nation on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. Well, so, what can we do well, for you? Is that first of all, nice? To- I want to guess your tea. Ooh, I yeah. have oh.
7: my tea bag from Actful. Okay. And um, obviously, you must be drinking green tea.
0: No, I don't. I actually, where's Megan? We have a friend of ours, Megan (laughs) Smith, who, who used to live in Japan, has this thing for green tea. She makes desserts out of green tea and syrups out of green tea and milkshakes out of green tea. She makes everything out of green tea and I can't stand green tea. No well,
7: try a green tea matcha, then.
0: Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's not that I can't stand green tea. It's just that's not my favorite. Let me put it that way. It's but, not my favorite. Is
7: that why you're giving it away at Axel?
0: No, no. You can ask. <laughs> there
7: were a variety of different uh, flavors. You had all this
2: leftover green tea.
7: No, no, you
1: no, no, no. Oh, no. no they
2: are <laughs> special tea bags that we give away. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> but they were of different
0: flavors, were they not, Angelica? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't all green tea. You, yep. just, you just happened to get a green tea, uh, was that? So... Anyway, so I'm sorry. That's not my favorite tea, but...
7: Okay. Thanks for trying. Well, you know, I, th- I think you really... I do have a comment, though. Oh,
0: go ahead, please.
7: I re- think you really hit on uh, a number of the things that influence motivation. I think teachers are um, concerned with motivation when they see students who aren't motivation motivated. And there's a frustration there because teachers perhaps aren't reaching those students. So then they put it on themselves to say, well, how do I motivate them? But after 39 years of teaching, I think uh, motivation is is really not the issue. Students are in the classroom because they want to learn. Mm -hmm. They want to learn the language. And so if, like you said, if they're being successful they'll be motivated because that's why they're there. If students are in a classroom where they aren't learning for whatever reason, then um, they're going to be frustrated and not motivated. So we as teachers, our job is to present the language in such a way using acquisition research and our knowledge about acquisition um, to present the language in such a way that our students Learn and are successful.
0: I, I would not disagree with you on that, but, but I, would, I would ask you the following question first. Um, and that is, are you kidding me that you've been teaching for 39 years? I mean, I saw you at Actful. You don't even look over 39 yourself. <laughs> That's because <'cause> I'm
7: retired <laughs> now.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, that I don't know what you're doing, girl, but man, you're looking pretty good. I can't imagine you had 39 years of teaching behind you. My gosh. Aren't you well, kind? Good for you. Aren't you kind? Um, but with, with that said, let me just go back to something I, I said earlier in the show when we started, and that's what I call, not I call, but what I quote as the Atlas Complex. Have you ever heard of that, Lizette, the Atlas Complex?
7: I have not.
0: It is an educational construct that was, or idea, hypothesis, whatever you want to call it, that was developed by Finkel and Monk back in the 1980s, early 80s. And it describes a situation in which a lot of teachers find themselves where th- if you look at the at the, at the, at the, the, the image of Atlas, the, the, the Greek titan mm-hmm. who was, you know, forced to carry the heavens on his shoulder. that That's a big mm-hmm. responsibility to carry the entire heavens, universe on your shoulder, right? Shoulders. I guess. And um, so they use that image to talk about teachers who get trapped in this idea that they are responsible for absolutely everything everything that happens within their class and with their students, including success, failure, motivation, you name it. And mm-hmm. uh, they talk about teachers being trapped sometimes in, in a world of hidden assumptions and, and ideas that are unspoken of. And what often happens is that teachers, in the, when they take on the Atlas Complex, Often fall into the trap of, of taking on some of the burden of the students as well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I think that when we're talking about teachers, you know, trying to motivate students, there's only so much you can do as a teacher to quote unquote motivate students. You you you, you cannot you cannot think of yourself as the person who has to make every single student be successful and succeed and motivate them. That that I really I, I don't I don't. I think I
7: think it's a little different. It's subtly different. I, I don't think we as teachers need to, to take that burden. However, we need to be teaching in a way that any motivated student will be able to learn.
0: Bingo. That's I think
7: it. Sometimes, if we're, I, I, after 20 years in my, uh, in my career, I discovered TPRS, and it changed my life because it answered all the questions that i had about the students who i was trying to reach and and were motivated but just couldn't learn because of the way i was presenting the language right but after learning about tprs i knew that i could reach every motivated student now with that said there are students who have issues that come to school hungry or you know have things that are affecting their affective filter that really make take precedence over their desire to learn. And so you're right, I can't hope to reach every single student,
0: and and, but, and, and certainly um, not every single right. Right. What's up? No, and certainly not every single day either. I mean, it's it's again motivation because as I was talking talking to the students before your call, motivation is one of those constructs that's hard for us to wrap ourselves around and define clearly because it waxes and wanes, it changes from context to context, and, and you're, you're identifying factors that affect um, motivation at the micro level as well, not just the macro level. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, w- I think the three of us are in the studio here nodding our heads and agreeing with you. Yeah, I think you're saying some right on things there. Um well Lizette, we gotta move on. We gotta take some more phone calls here. And um, okay, so Okay,
7: just a quick shout out to my mentor Jason and to all my TPRS colleagues.
0: Well that's a great shout out. We'll shout out hey Jason, hey TPRS colleagues. There you go. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lizette. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lizette. Okay, Thanks, Lizette. Bye-bye. Thanks bye-bye calling Lizette. Have a great time in San Diego. I love San well, San Diego's a great city, oh, right? Oh it is. I have yeah. to tell you, I'm from Northern California. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna Create a big fuss here on Tea with BVP. We're gonna get calls on this from California. If anybody's listening, <laughs> but I'm from Northern California. I'm a San Francisco boy and and a Bay Area boy. And for me, it's all about everything north of Monterey. Monterey and north is is to me California, and everything south you should avoid. <laughs> that's how I was raised. I'm not saying it's true, but that's that that there is a north south division in California. But I think it stems largely from a from a from San Francisco's disaffection with Los Angeles. But I always find, the times I go to San Diego, I love San Diego. I, if I were to move back to California, I could see myself easily leaving San Diego. I love the people out there. I love the city, I love. I just love San Diego. I think it's a great, great city. So um, it was nice to have Actville there. I hope we go back again. In the next couple of years, yeah,
1: I agree. It was a good city. Mm-hmm. I was
0: sick the whole time, unfortunately. Oh, but you yeah. know, yeah. Can you do your Lauren Bacall voice for us? For the do your Lauren Bacall voice for us. <laughs> Barry White,
2: Barry White.
1: <laughs> it was not Barry
0: White. It, it was Barry like, White. Everybody,
2: <laughs> it wasn't even that good. I would do it today. That's more because like Barry White,
0: <laughs> Barry White did that. You know, can't get enough of your love, babe. Come I many? Can you sing that song? <laughs>
2: We should, my have, we should have Been enough
0: for your love. <laughs> <laughs> See, he sounds like Elvis with a with a coal. That's what he sounds like. He oh that. my goodness! But I thought you were – no, it sounds more like Lauren Bacall. But anyway, I I think all these comments about motivation are interesting. But but again, I think I, I, this is not to insult anybody or to or to or to or to or to, um, or to what's the word to. Lessen the questions people have or the comments they're making because they're all very good, but motivations are really complex issue in the scholarship. And we're we're actually not we're just being kind of superficial today with the topic, because we're looking at it from a teacher's perspective. But, but scholars, and, and um, scholars and motivation, scholars uh, and motivation have looked at this and, and really broken this thing up into really it's really a complex abstract thing to tackle it's mm-hmm. not it's I mean there's everything from issues of social psychological motivation to cognitive situational motivation to process oriented motivation to there's just and then there's self self-reliance and self-confidence and all, I mean there's just a ton of things ton of things that go into motivation um, so anyway with that said I, that's my caveat I want to make sure everybody underst- out there understands that we know that we understand that motivation is much more complex than what we might be saying at any given point in time okay we have another call on the line we have a Charles. Is there a Charles on the line? Okay, Let's
6: see, we have another call on the line. We have
0: oh, we're haven't. hearing ourselves
1: yep. there. <laughs> there we go. Is hello? There
0: a, is there a Charles hello. on the line? Hello. Hello. Is there a Charles on the line? This is not Charles. This is Mikey. Hey, oh. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey.
2: Mikey. It's our hey.
6: Mikey. <laughs> it's, m- it's my favorite talk
1: show host. Oh
0: well, <laughs> thank you. It's our fa- one of our favorite. Well, I can't say favorite because Emma will get mad at me. But it's one of our favorite <laughs> calling people. How you doing, Mikey? How's haven't heard Arizona? From Lance
1: in quite a while. Where's Lance? He hasn't been. <laughs> he hasn't Arizona's
6: been great. Yeah. Arizona's great. It's sunny. Uh, I'm just about on uh, Christmas break, so life is
0: good. Well, good, good, good. When are you inviting us out there?
6: It's an open invitation for all three of you.
0: Wow! Nice. Kevin, let's
6: go. I got. Let's let's. Pick some oranges off the tree. Let's go swimming. Let's hit the hot tub. Let's hike Camelback.
0: There's that we sounds all, good. Do you have a big house?
6: Got, uh, I have a big enough house to accommodate you guys. Because you know, I don't <laughs> okay, share. I think, don't
0: share bedrooms or bathrooms. I don't do that. Because <laughs> remember, well, he's a diva. <laughs> he
1: is the diva.
6: <laughs> but you guys really got to make it out here. I mean, ASU is. Uh, I mean, Phoenix has got it going
0: on. Well, there we go. You. Well, I know a lot of people in ASU. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Okay, so okay. Um, you owe us a quote, by the way. Remember, two weeks ago, you yeah. said you were going to call us back with a quote from Von Humboldt from the, um, the S. Pitt Quarter um, paper that we talked I about. I think that's why he's calling. I know. I'm, <laughs> leading, I'm leading up to it, Walter. <laughs> God, Walter, do you not know anything about drama? or theater, I am leading up to it. I am leading up to it. I was it looking
1: it. at the email, and Mike Mikey sent me an email saying he was going to call about this. So. Yeah,
0: I know that. I'm leading up. I'm okay, preparing okay, the audience. <laughs> I'm preparing the audience for this. Mikey, can you interrupt us, please? I'm so sorry, Mikey. <laughs> uh, so
6: sorry. Yeah. Hey, guys, I did not want to leave you hanging when you told me a couple weeks ago to call in, and, and I was ready for the last time, but uh, you know, the show goes the way the show goes sometimes, but today is actually a great day to bring up this this uh, quote from Von Humboldt. And so, if, you, if you're ready,
0: yep, shoot I'm it it... put
6: it out there to the, to the audience.
0: Go ahead, do it, it's a short one, so.
6: Uh, this is actually from page four of From Input to Output, by the way. You also could find this if you look up uh quarter, quarter online, you could find his article on this, but this is in Input to Output, so here we go. It says, we had been reminded recently of Von Humboldt's statement that we cannot really teach language. We can only create conditions in which it will develop spontaneously in the mind in its own way. We shall never improve our ability to create such favorable conditions until we learn more about the way a learner learns and what his built-in syllabus is. When we do know this, and the learner's errors will, as systematically studied, tell us something about this. We may begin to be more critical of our cherished notions. We may be able to allow the learner's innate strategies to dictate our practice and determine our syllabus. We may learn to adapt ourselves to his needs rather than impose upon him our preconceptions of how he ought to learn, what he ought to learn, and when he ought to learn it. There you have it.
0: There you go. That was from S. Pitcorder, 1967, and that is germane to what we're talking about, right? Because you know, we can. uh, Motivation is part of those uh, internal stuff that allows what S. Pitcorder was talking about—the internal syllabus, those innate abilities, all that kind of stuff—to work. And if if we demotivate or somehow provide instruction or opportunities that don't allow those things to work then we're not creating successful learners, right? And that that's part of what motivation is. I mean, isn't it like don't you when you feel successful, don't you feel motivated mm-hmm. to keep going? Definitely. Right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, Mike,
1: go ahead. Uh, what, I'll I'll make
6: one comment on it. I think what's hard about this, you know, taking the statement and for us as educators to internalize it, what's hard about it is the motivation for your students in Lansing in the university class and the motivations for uh I was at Kristen in Monta- Bozeman, Montana, or wherever we are. The motivations are, or, or what we uh, deem to create this internal syllabus is going to be different. So we're just, we have to, uh, you know, having a prepackaged curriculum is not going to work for everyone, everywhere. And I think that... That quote is pretty powerful in in recognizing that.
0: So right, right, and glad that's you why you brought it up. I just had a I just had a, a wrap up with my class yesterday. I, I'm gonna, we're going to take a call here and another call in a minute, Mikey, because we got somebody taking the SLA challenge quiz. We're going to see if there's good. Yeah, as oh you. yeah. But um, but my wrap up with my uh, class yesterday uh, was just about this because I don't teach a methods class. I don't te- I teach a course on foundations and language teaching, and what we do in there is develop a set of six or seven principles we live by. And the idea is that if you have principles that are based in language, language acquisition and other kinds of things, um, then you fashion your own approach. You fashion your own method. You find what works for you. Because as you say, the context here is not the same as the context in Phoenix. The context in university is not the same as the context in the middle school and so on. But the principles by which we all should be working by should be fundamentally the same. Um, so um, it's just a matter of finding the right mix and finding the right things and tools that help us realize those yep. principles. So yeah. Yep. All yeah. right.
6: Well, hey, happy holidays to you guys. Get to the SLA challenge, and I am—I have a gift for each of you that I'm a uh, uh, Christmas present to each of you that's coming your way. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! Oh my oh. goodness! <laughs> so,
1: Emma, this so is gotta, uh, challenging your number one fan. I'll to you and get
6: an here. address, but you guys are each getting a very special gift from, from, uh, from the West Coast here. Awesome. Oh,
1: Thank well, you, Mikey. I love, it. Oh, love you, Mikey. Thank you so much. <laughs> now we really right. have a challenge for the number one okay. fan here. There we go.
6: All
0: right. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. See you guys.
0: Thank, Thank you, you, Mikey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, sweetheart. Love Mikey. Don't you love Mikey? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <Love> <laughs> That's great. But uh, I'm glad he called him with that comment because it does actually it does actually work. With what we're talking about, even though as Picard was talking about something else, it does work. Okay, we have a call-in person who I think wants to take our SLA challenge. Do we? Uh, is there a Jeff on the line here? Jeff is on the line. Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? All right. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from North Carolina State University. NCSU. Yay! You must be friends with Valerie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She called us before. <laughs> did she, she? Did she like prod you to call?
5: I maybe have been cooked a little
0: bit. <laughs> <laughs> there, you well, there you go. There you go. Well, okay, your turn now is, is well, we're going to be in hiatus next week, but on January 7th, your, it's going to be your turn to prod somebody from North Carolina to call us. How's that? Somebody I'll do my try. best. Okay. No, no. There's no best. It's like, Yo- <laughs> oh, oh, it's like Yoda. There is no try. There's only do. I'll make it happen. How about that? <laughs> there is no try. Okay, remember that from Yoda. There is no try. Okay, you ready for your quiz? I'm so
6: ready for this quiz. So.
0: Okay, we got three items. That, As you know, if you answer two correctly, you get one prize. If you answer uh, three questions correctly, you get both prizes. Okay, right. so um, question number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Motivation is a branch of, uh, excuse me, motivation is part of what branch of second language research? A, group interaction. B, neurocognition. C, individual differences. D, Obamacare sign-up rates.
4: (laughs) And the word was what? I'm having trouble hearing,
0: sorry. Motivation is part of what branch of second language research? A, group interaction. B, neurocognition. C, individual differences. D, Obamacare sign-up rates.
4: Uh, I'm gonna go with A.
0: Group interaction? Yes. Oh, Jeff, no, 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 no. It's part of, motivation is part of what's called individual differences. Okay. Yeah, A group interaction is something else that we can talk about later, but no. Individual differences has to do with all those things that the learners, different learners bring into the context of language acquisition. Okay, so you're all down right. one, but you can still get one prize. Here we go, you ready? Ready. Okay, uh, research on motivation in the second language context began with the scholars Lambert and Gardner studying attitudes in what bilingual country? A, Canada. B, Spain. C, Nigeria. D, the Trump Tower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the last names
0: of the researchers are what? Lambert and Gardner.
1: I'll give you a little hint. Lambert and Gardner. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna go
0: with A Canada. Ding 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 ding! ding, ding, Good job. Okay, you're on your way to that to the one prize here. Okay, all right. Here's your third and last question. You ready? I'm ready. Motivation affects which of the following aspects of language acquisition? A, it can alter acquisition orders and developmental stages. That is, change them. B. It impacts rate of acquisition and ultimate attainment, that is how far people go. C, it affects core but not the peripheral or hard properties of language. D, it influences whether or not learners like spicy foods. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and so this is what part does emotion play in language, language acquisition?
0: What motivation affects which of the following aspects of language acquisition? Do right. want me to repeat those?
4: Uh, sure.
0: A, it can alter acquisition orders and developmental stages. B, it impacts rate and ultimate attainment. That is how far they go. C, it affects core, um, but not those peripheral or hard properties of language. D, it influences whether or not learners like spicy foods.
6: I'm going to go with B here.
0: <laughs> it impacts rate and ultimate attainment. Ding 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 ding. ding. Yay! Yay! Okay, there you go. All right, Jeff. You win a prize today. Um Excellent. Are, you, are you ready? I've got two prizes here for you. I normally don't let you make a choice. You just there's there's the one prize for two and there's the two prizes for I'm for three, but I'm gonna let you make a choice. Um, we have right. got our handy dandy extendable back scratcher here in our beautiful um, Spartan green color. That extends, you can scratch, you can hold it up and scratch all the way down to the bottom of your back if you want. <laughs> and then we've got, um, or you can reach across the table and slap Walter, which I'm about ready to do with it. Um, no, I would never slap Walter. I l- people don't realize how much I love Walter. Walter's like one of my favorite people in the world. He really what. Is. He is. He is. <laughs> You're one of my favorite people. Oh, I no. thanks, Wally. People, people, <laughs> people, people, people don't realize that. But anyway, and the other possibility is uh, a second copy I have of the uh, from input to output that I wrote, uh, a teacher's guide to second language acquisition. So, what's your choice? You want to scratch your back or you want to read?
6: Uh, I love reading, but I love it to be signed to me. How about that?
0: Okay, you want me to sign the book and send it to you?
6: Yeah. Okay.
1: Be
0: great. Okay. Um, all right, then. How uh, about if
1: I sign it instead? Would that work? <laughs> we <laughs> can Just all kidding. Sign it. Just kidding, Jeff. <laughs>
0: Jeff, how are you on the radio? Would you like a job? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Jeff, we got to fly. Stay on the line and give your information to Dustin. We've got to take a quick call here before we sign off. So um, thanks for calling in. So, hi to Valerie for us and all the folks in North Carolina, and be good. Happy holidays to all you. Right. Okay. Thanks all right. Stay on the line. Take care, Jeff. Bye, okay, Jeff. bye Thank you. Bye. Okay, we have another call coming in and oh my god time flies when you're on Prozac. I tell you we only got like 5 <laughs> minutes left. Okay, is there a Charles on the line?
4: Yeah, this is Charles.
0: Hey, hey Charles. Charles, where are you where I think you're calling. Are you calling from the right? area? Are you calling from East Lansing? Oh yeah, yeah. But you're not me. from East Lansing. Where are you from originally?
4: Uh, I'm from Utah.
0: You're from Auckland. Utah? Oh, right. You're a desert mountain boy.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's me.
0: That sounds good. Well, what are you what are you calling about, Charles? You have a question? You have a comment? You want to argue with All us? Right.
4: Yeah, well, my, my first comment would be, I believe that the reason why motivation is so uh, defensive in foreign language teaching is because of a long tradition of prescriptive grammars being taught in classrooms, so a lot of people not having success at learning languages. So teachers felt because they didn't really believe that students were going to be successful at acquiring a language or at least being able to use it, they had to do something to make up for that to compensate. And so my question then would be...
0: Uh, can I just interrupt you for a minute for you make your questions? Yeah. So you mean things like, God, the, I, I don't know how to get the predator and perfect across to them, so I'm going to stand in my head today, maybe that'll motivate them to get the predator and perfect. That's what you mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Thing? Like. Okay.
4: So because of traditional uh, grammar teaching, teachers felt like, hey, it's necessary for me to do something to make this fun, because who knows if my students are ever actually going to be able to use this language, because I know that at the end of the year, there's going to be half of my class that says, oh, I took four years of Spanish in high school, but I can't speak a word.
0: Right. Gotcha. Okay. So what's your question?
4: uh, So my question then would be, what because of the failures leading up to whatever um, time a student actually gets Uh, a class that is communicative in nature, what role then would it be maybe at the beginning of a class, not necessarily to motivate students, but to help change their opinion of the language, like motivation to get them to actually change what they're capable of and how languages are learned, like instead of thinking about internal motivation, but just that first step so that they can begin to be autosufficient in their um, acquisition process.
0: Oh, I wish you would have called earlier. That's going to require a longer answer than 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 mm-hmm. the time that we have because so we have like about one minute left for perhaps to start wrapping up. Yeah, I um, tried calling in earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the little thing that that said you got th- that you got hung up on or hung up on. I don't know what the, the correct past tense of, of hang is there. Disconnected. <laughs> you got disconnected. Thank you. Um, but it, but um, I, I think I think what we need to do is probably I don't know if we should handle this off air handle this through through why well, even Twitter we only got so many characters I don't think we can answer that in time we have Charles so maybe okay. what we'll do is we'll come back to that question um, on September um, September on January 7th we'll start off oh. with that question and, and 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 you can either call in again or we can just do it um, and spend about five minutes with that so we can answer your question because I think it's a good one um, and then we'll get on to the, our, our new topic for that day because um, I don't want you to feel shortchanged I'm sorry that you got hung you got disconnected uh-huh. earlier Okay. No All right. All right cool then. Happen. Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll talk to you on the seventh then. Okay. Thanks a lot. Right. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling, Charles. Charles. All right. Our one time. thing go I ahead, want to up.
2: point out though, yeah, I know we're running out of time, but what you don't know, Bill, is that on Mixler there is a um, listener whose profile name is. Wait for it. Wait for it. What is it? Do you want to say it, Wally?
1: You go right ahead. Go. go. Walter for
0: president. Woo!
1: <laughs> Walter for president. About, All right. Okay. I just got excited. Sorry. Well,
0: given the current crop of people running, I'd, I'd be fine <laughs> with that. Okay. <I'm laughs> <kidding. laughs> okay. I mean, at least we know he wouldn't deport me and my family. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're starting. Oh, my God, I got to do this fast. Uh, we're going to give our acknowledgements uh, before we say happy holidays to you all. Our technical producer, Daniel Trego, our media producer, Luca Giappone, who's already in Italy. Um, Dustin DeFelice, who takes your phone calls. Great guy, as I said before. The Center for Language Teaching and Advancement, a.k.a. CELTA, um, represented by Angelica Kramer here. The College of Arts and Letters, we thank them for their support. Um, as a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed in this program do not reflect those of the Center for Language Teaching and Advancement. The College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors or any other official entity of Michigan State University. And of course, thank you, all of you listeners out there and those of you who called in today. We're on hiatus for the winter solstice until Thursday, January 7th. Join us at 3 o'clock Eastern time then when we will tackle the question, are there such things as rules? And if not, what the heck are learners learning? That's going to be a good one. Until then, have a great winter break and happy second language acquisition to everybody. Bye. Yo!